Hello and welcome back to a uh, sun-kissed episode of the Truck and Driver podcast. An unseasonal heatwave has hit the country. Everybody's delighted about it. Well, some of us are. What have you been up to, Mr. Madison? Usual. Mom, lockdown misery. Um, the roads are getting busier, I've noticed, and it would appear that most of the cretins must have been furloughed because the Audi drivers are back who like to dish out the middle fingers on roundabouts and go third lane to slip roads. It's been one of them weeks. It's been like a normal week back in hell. I've uh, I've taken it all for granted, this quiet running. So I'm stressed. Oh, dear. Not so good, and it's been hot as well. It was just as well that you got your aircon uh, fixed the other week. Cause Bloody right, been... yeah. I've, I've just... I've just written a pile of checks this morning. I'm in office. I've just uh, I've just sent all the checks for that aircon mending. So I'm glad it's working because it's uh, it's an awfully painful thing settling up accounts. Aye, aye, for sure. Aye, there's like, there's a lot of people getting back to work. I went back to work. Um, well, I've been working anyway, but I went and did two photo shoots yesterday for the magazine for the next issue and the one after, which required going down to the Scottish borders. So that's the furthest I've been since Livingston, which is five miles from my house. So That was nice because mm-hmm. they, eased, they eased sort of lockdown measures in Scotland, but with the hot weather, people are just sacking it off kind of anyway. So I know what you mean about BM, yeah. BMW drivers and Audi drivers. There was two of them came flying past yeah. me um, at 8 o'clock in the morning at the Sight Hill roundabout. And it's one of these roundabouts where... You can turn right by using the right-hand lane, but in actual fact, the middle lane turns right as well, and it's also the superior lane to get around. So it does not matter what you drive when you approach that roundabout. It doesn't matter if you're in an Audi RS6 or a Lamborghini and you're in the inside lane, and in the, mi- the middle lane, you're in a Fiat Panda. You will get past them and get out in front of them going up the Edinburgh bypass there, and they Aye. hate it. <laughs> So I, man- I managed yeah. to, uh, I, d- I did that to a BMW in my Vectra yesterday, which was, the Vectra was selected for service because it's aircon's working and the Cavalier doesn't have any, so. That made yeah, my I- morning a lovely, beautiful drive down to Lauder to go and see um, NGC Powerlines trucks. Um, they're, invo- they're involved in, they've never stopped because they're involved in getting electricity at houses, putting in telegraph poles, replacing them, maintenance and all that. So they've got some four-wheel drive. Yeah. Four-wheel drive MANs and a new um, Beavertail uh, TGS. So they're a beautiful yard with a lovely field in it. So we sat about in the field, uh, talked about trucks. We got our breakfast made for us, black pudding, bacon, proper Scottish sausage. and no, proper vegan spec. No, no, pr- oh. proper straight off a farm. <laughs> something you would have liked. Something straight off a farm not many miles away. Apart from the, apart from nah. the black pudding, that was from Stornoway. So Grand we job. sat out in the sunshine, um, and it was yeah, it's been absolutely scorching for the last few days. So I've I've got quite a phenomenal mm. I've got quite a phenomenal tan from the knee down and on my shoulders and everything like that, which is about as good as, which is as good a tan as you can realistically get unless you move to speedos. <laughs> uh, please don't. No. Well. <laughs> At courts aren't sitting at the minute, so I won't be able to I mean, get an injunction I mean, you, to get that stopped. Would I leave? You get, you get the wish stuff. On your Facebook newsfeed, you get adverts from Wish. Aye. Now, it's a thing... But Aye, I don't know why, but I every, do. Everybody does, but it starts to learn things mm. that you click on. And I've been clicking on all the terrible stuff for a while, screenshotting it and sending it, sending yeah. it to my girlfriend, because we think it's really, really funny. But now it, like, targets things at me. So it's like the world's worst shoes uh, and swimwear mm. and things, and it sends me that because it thinks that's what I want to see. 
Which I do in a way, but not in a way that I want to purchase it. You've not succumbed for your next dressing up day, then? Uh, no, no. Well, I, I mean, what, what could mm. I do? I dressed up as um, a 1990s Hearts goalkeeper and then Burt Reynolds and then I ran out of stuff. What, what, mm. what else can I dress up as? I don't have, like... Um, I did think about... I wanted to go and get a Captain Chaos outfit, you know, from Cannonball Run. Because mm. it said that people were, were wear masks when you go out, so that's a mask, technically. No, Sainsbury's was busy last night because I only go on a Saturday night, and that was busy. There was there was an old woman wearing like a, a full-on gas mask, like you know, like, it, you know it looked like something from World War Two, and she was ordering her husband around, and she um, they, they were like quite annoyed because I had the temerity to be standing at the cat food while they wanted at the cat food, and so she was mm. shouting at him to go up to her, Derek, Derek, Derek. Through her mask. Through a mask, Derek, with a See, W. I, I thought that was quick. I still won't. I still won't join a queue if we pull into a car park and there's a lot of idiots stood with trolleys four miles round, and I just go no. home. The end. I won't do it. I can't do it because I can't stand in a queue quietly. I'll stand there, but I'll start chuntering. Mm. And um, the more knobheads I see wearing masks, the angrier I get. Okay. I really, I don't know why it winds me up. They might be asthmatics or something. I don't know, but it really, really oh, gets on my wires with people it, wearing masks. It, yeah, it, it, it really bugs me. It, I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. It's, it's just, I found it curious that, that old, the old lady was wearing some sort of industrial equipment for like a chemical spill, instead of like just like you know a right. little a little cotton mask. Like the the time for masks is probably. You'd say you would have to do it in public transport when it's busy in London and things. Yeah. It's, Jubis, it's yeah. up to the problem with this country is I'm just not uh, used to it. To be honest, I'd want to wear a mask in London anyway, mm. virus or not. <laughs> and I think people want. It. I found something that, that that really irritates me, and it's people who walk in flip flops and make as much noise as possible while doing so. That's like I don't know. I'm infamous for my flip flop accidents. I can't do it. it. I can't walk in flip flops. Yeah, well, it's like mm. it's like slap, people chewing slap, loudly slap. with their mouth open. There was somebody going around the supermarket right. like that, like slap, 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 slap. And I'm like, You're doing that on purpose. I was taunted in trying flip flops at Peterborough two years ago. It was really hot, 2018. So I've got cat boots and shorts on and Fernie that we go with Rich Fern. He's captain flip flop. Drives around Europe in flip flops. Gets married in flip flops. Probably has steel toe cap flip flops when he needs them on site. I don't know. But he says, "I've got a spare pair. Do you want a spare says, pair? Right, go on there. <laughs> oh, he's got his backup. He's got his winter ones and his summer ones at locker. So he threw these flip flops at me, and then him and Andy Mawson and my delightful daughter Lucy just rolled around up grass at, flip, at uh, Peterborough, laughing at this sight before them. I can't do it. I can't walk in them. I don't know how the hell he's supposed to do it. I could maybe, you know, put some Araldite on my feet and stick them on, maybe, I don't know. But they're the most appalling, uncomfortable, ridiculous, bloody idea I've ever known. Mm. So there you go. So I'm sticking to cat boots. I mean, it's a bit OTT, maybe in summer in shorts and a pair of steel toe caps, but mm. we'll, be, we'll, we'll see who's laughing when uh, when we count up the toes in autumn. Oh, well, see. I was wearing mine yesterday. I was like, I was like I'm not, I'm, I brought my trainers with me. Mm, and I was like, oh, you know what, it's boiling. And I felt I felt like I was on holiday because I got put up in that cherry picker which extended like seven extensions up, mm. and it felt like I was on some sort of experience in Tenerife, you know, where the guy's going to like chuck me out the thing or it's going to spin round really fast. And um, yeah, Nick was I just pushed the kid and then the controls stopped working when I got to the top, and I was like, oh, this is this is where they all go away for lunch and leave me here for an hour right at the top mm. of this thing. But thankfully, they, mm. thankfully they, they didn't. The weather was phenomenal. It was like twenty-seven degrees. 
all day. And then we went up to see Paul Meyer, who's an owner-driver. Bought his first truck four years ago, and he's one of these guys who's like, I wanted to drive trucks ever since I was two years old. And now he's driving his own trucks. So nice, good news story to get into the magazine as well. And I know, I know nice. Tom Cunningham was away photographing stuff for us over the last couple of weeks, so we're going to attempt to get back to normal. Um, I don't know if that'll mm. be, but I really still don't know if it's going to be possible for groups and things. Have you, did you see the news about that beach in Dorset? I saw something about cliff diving in Dorset. Ah, uh, yeah. What it, there was um, a group of people went some a, a busy beach in Dorset, um, but there mm. were people who went in Tombstone. They jumped 200 feet off the top of this rock mm. edge to jump into the ocean and then yeah. get severely injured and required two helicopters to come out. And I'm yeah, like, so and I'm like uh, yeah, you should be invoiced for that, you know? Um, for, like, you're, you sound in middle age. I'm sorry, that's just gross stupidity. And then everybody in the beach was... I know, but when you're young, you are yeah. stupid, aren't you? That's extremely sad. I mean, I was stupid when I was young, but I tended to be stupid on a horizontal axis, not a vertical one. <laughs> yeah, fell out of many a bedroom window. Um, I went guttering. Going, going, uh, going fast. That that guy with his Audi RS6 doing with a speedo like off the clock doing two hundred and one miles an hour. The fond memories of doing that yeah. to Cavalier SRIs, you know, off the clock. <laughs> yeah, I never had anything that would go above seventy. I don't think my Dolomites and Avengers wouldn't well, do it. Check up. That, that so, was the thing back in the day, though. You, when you bought something, you know, you would be like. Uh, Compelled to go and see if it would go off the clock. <laughs> we had a road <laughs> called the Mad Mile. Everybody, oh, we've, got a, we've got a Mad Mile. We've mile. got a Mad Mile as well. Uh, you come off Junction Forty at Wakefield on M1, and you go up towards Osset and Dewsbury, and that what Mad Mile you used to go up it, steady away, see if there's any plod about, and then you come around round about with Gawthorpe top, and then give it beans all the way back down to M1 everybody used to test everything up there even my dad used to take his cars up there for a test you know when he dunt points mm. and plugs and I'd say come on come on we'll give her a run down man. <laughs> but like everything there's usually a camera van sitting at bottom at flush dike nowadays so there are, I don't suppose uh, I don't suppose it happens so much but I've thrashed some particularly dangerous rusty nasties up and down there to see what they'd uh, tolerate and then I've, I've been for MOT with one or two at Dolomites over years, and Tester's put a black hat on when he's come mm. out from underneath, and he says, you're not driving this home. <laughs> ah, that's hugely reassuring when I think what I did half an hour ago. Oh. <sighs> well, it was a, do you remember in the 90s, the police used to be so much more prevalent. Um, mm. They used to be like everywhere, because you'd go about and sit in the cars somewhere quiet in the middle of nowhere, and then the police would come and like, roust you. They would just appear. Yeah. But the fun thing was, the fun thing was that the police had 1.7 diesel Astras with no turbocharger on them, so they had 57 horsepower. So if you weren't any, if you weren't anything that had a bit of go about it, an XR2, you know, mm. never mind, uh, an Astra GT, an Astra GTE, a 205 GTI, if they came up anywhere near behind you, you were just like, bye, see you, see you later. Yeah. And then you would have to like go. Then you'd have to go and park up and run through some gardens and go and get in somebody else's car to go and drive about in because that one would have been getting looked for. Happy days. I say the, so. You sound like a hoodlum. That was just the way. But, the, but then, like the the, the regional mm. traffic police, then they gave them Volvo eight fifty T fives, and that kind of put the end to mm. all that sort of fun. You know, so how dare they? <laughs> I used to have SD one Rovers up and down here with V eights in. Because we're near. Headquarters for motorway group at Wakefield up at 41 used to see some right tackle up and down. And they used to sell them off periodically, you know, they'd get mm. rid. And there'd be a lot of white rovers for sale in Yorkshire um, Auto Trader. 
there'd have been a car and a half to buy, wouldn't there, then? Oh, aye. This... Ex-police spec SD ones with three and a half in. Must they did used to tweak them a bit back in the uh, day. The, the Volvos would come out, and some people reckoned that they'd been chipped. Um, it was the mm-hmm. same with... Um, they had Cavalier turbos for a short time as well, but they were particularly light because the four-wheel drive system was made of chocolate. And uh, there was uh, often a theory, a theorised that they'd been chipped and had been played about with a little bit. It's all BM, BMW now. Yeah, there is a circular hole in roof and all with a welded plate with it taken at mountains out for a big motorway bucket and these big bucket mm-hmm. lights on top. So. Yeah, when they stripped all that gubbins off, there were usually holes uh, all over these cars, so you knew they were ex-police. They're clever, they're clever now. It's all modular, you know. It'll fit into the roof rack mounts and all the wiring. It's all, it's mm-hmm. all canvas wiring in the cars, so when it comes out, a lot of police cars are silver as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, now we've got black and silver up here When now. it comes out at the other end, they can sell them for more for more money. Yeah, there's since this lockdown job's been on, I don't know if it's anything to do with it or whether it's a coincidence, but there's different police up and down motorways up here, and they're in black cars. Yeah. All stickered up, you know, green and white and all sort of, you know, uh, green and garish colours and that, but there but seems to be a few of those banging up and down. I don't know, I'm so, good at, like, catching people. It's, still, it should, it's going to come to an end now, but people getting stopped on long journeys. You feel like, yes, I'm just going to visit my cousin in Aberdeen on the on their way from London, and I'm like... Why didn't you have? Why mm. didn't you have like a good lie ready? Is just part of my? I'm yeah. Like, you know why didn't you say you know that somebody was like incredibly ill and you had to go and look after their hamster? Yeah. It's so it's yeah. It's just I'm just going out and doing what I'm not supposed to, and the police are like, right. We're going to find you. You're like, oh no, it's, we've had a family yeah. emergency. That you know, you know, people just. I I'm on it, my way to donate a kidney to my auntie. Just, you know, I take it they're just not as. Uh, Predetermined to lie is what I am, you know. I've <laughs> said that I've not, had to, I've not had to go anywhere. Oh, I really hope that this is like the, a nice hot. So of course it is record-breaking hot weather as well. This is like un, mm-hmm. unheard of for this time, of, unheard of for this time of year. This temperature um, in Scotland, anyway, which is lovely. It would be. It's probably helping drive some of the drive the economy a bit in terms of like barbecue and alcohol sales and stuff, eh? Because bits of Sainsbury's... Ice cream man started again. Yeah, bits here. of Sainsbury's were decimated Dick- yesterday. <laughs> Dixon's ice cream were out yesterday, pootling around with his van playing green sleeves. That's always a good sign to see you know him for Dixon's man out and about. Grand. Oh, bless him in his Bedford. It must be driving some demand somewhere for something because diesel's shooting up again. Is it? Petrol's 99 pence yep. in Sainsbury's last night. Yeah, still. Well, well, you're talking commercial like bunker diesel. Mine's jumped up four pence nearly in a week, Great. which is jolly. Um, dearest next week is 87 and cheapest, I think, according to Friday's emails and texts, is 83. That's jumped up, well, six and four relatively so obviously i'm starting to think now oh is our fuel surcharge going to come back on now then or not but i bet it's not mm. but uh, i bet it'll be some months before we manage to get fuel surcharge back on rates i'll ask the question monday but it's one of those questions that we'll get back to doesn't you. make you popular at christmas time so we've got that to think about now diesel's going up and obviously you know we've had a rate cut we've had our day rate ceiling ceiling safety net taken away so we don't have a guarantee anymore so we we're getting paid for what we do now, so there's no net there. And obviously, I'm into second month without an MOT now, uh, and it's the tax in June. So I assume 
taxing it might be fun because if well, the, you, there must be already up, people who've had to go and deal with this because they don't seem well, there don't seem to be any rush you know, to go I'm back asking. to it. I think they're just going to have to do mm. two year MOTs for everybody caught in all this. Mm. I mean, what do you do? I mean, did, I'd like to know. Do they do it with all, all the new trucks as well? So you've got a truck that was a nineteen plate, and they're going to just give it a two year MOT. Because I think it's like a two well, you're not... a two year old truck can end up never being cold. It can run night and day twenty four seven. Like yours mm-hmm. and brand new ones. Now you can put it on road, but you've got to apply for an exemption certificate, not just a I'm out of test. Thus, mm-hmm. you know, I'm good to go like we are. But you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about how to get yours on the road. Well, I was reading up on RHA website, just doing a bit of research mm-hmm. somewhere else, and it came up that if it's been parked up without and it's expired, you have to apply for this exemption certificate. But then you've got it. You're good to go. All right. Same as me, but you can get an exemption until such a time they can provide you with a test, so you can get it on the road if you want. Right, oh, that's interesting, because I don't think... Cause I, mm. Well, I was going to put the truck down to Davy Sibbald anyway and say, just give it the give it the full once mm. over, see, tell me what it needs and what it might need. Um, and it wouldn't need yeah. much, I don't think. Um, well, your best thing, if you're going to run it, I think from a legal... Well, mm-hmm. not even strictly speaking a legal point of view, but a a perceived legal point of view would be if you could get him to do a full inspection on mm-hmm. it, a full you know full six weekly, and get a brake test on it, and then carry that with you and get gone. I think you'd be right with that because they can't ask any more. You know you've done what you can do. It's maintained. It's here. Mm-hmm. It's been inspected. It works. Brakes are all happy. Mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Uh, I said I don't want you being bundled into a van and, and roughed up by burly policemen. Mm, well, certainly not unless I'm there. They've certainly been busy. Well, DVSA have been busy enough. Otherwise, they're never going to get through the backlog. It's going to have to be two-year MOTs. Uh, I wonder if I could apply for an exemption for my recovery truck because that's sitting there doing nothing probably. and it's good to go. Well, to look that up. You'll have to look on that one. Um, he could have stopped at BTOC yesterday and asked those idiots. They were working all day yesterday, apparently, weren't oh, they? No. Sweating profusely. There were three cars there yesterday morning. I was watching on um, Tang Spy or one of those yesterday, and it, apparently BTOC were doing some good trade all day. Oh, Obviously, a lot safer to be doing that than doing anything What's really the difference dangerous between going and knocking, edgy, like knocking underneath a truck there and actually testing it? That's well, ludicrous. Apparently, you don't get out, do you? At roadside check now, you don't get out, you pass them a digicard out if you've got one and they squirt it and stick it in a reader and give it your back. Mm-hmm. And um, Tapper goes under the trailer as a look round, whereas I suppose historically they'd have been in, check it seals and doing all that business, wouldn't they? But you don't really come into contact with him unless you want to get out for a wrestle. <laughs> well, I have to say, well I, was, well, I could have gone out, but the reason I can't is because... If you want an international travel update, Denmark said on Friday um, that the people from Denmark can only travel to like Germany and Norway at the moment. They're not allowed to go to France or Spain or anything like that. They're not allowed to go to the UK mm. until the 1st of September. Um, they're only opening up to certain people. They're allowing Swedish people in, but they're not allowing Danish people out. It's the most complicated set of regulations that you could imagine. So, aye, that's um, all our summer ruined. <laughs> Possibly. The only thing that we can uh, kind of hope yeah. for us at the moment is a third country, which is Germany. And we need to, uh, in Germany, you need to have valid business reasons to be in Germany. And as it just so happens, the company I work for, its headquarters is in Hamburg. Um, Boom. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go and ask a very polite question. I was like, please, may I have a mm. letter that I'm coming? I need to come visit our head office in Hamburg. So the Germans will mm. um, accept it at uh, 
yeah. at the border. Yeah, complex, complex set of regulations. I mean, how can, I mean, they're in Schengen, which is, you know, the, the whole Eurozone. Yeah. So how can you say to somebody from Denmark, okay, you can drive to, you can only go to Germany, you're not allowed to go to France, because France is opening up yeah. for tourism, Spain's opening up for tourism, but the residents of this country have been told that you can't go there. What happens if you drive there yeah. and your country isn't valid? And I'm like, oh, great. great. Mm. Th- thanks very, very much for that. That's managing to catch yeah. a lot of people out that's uh, bobbins so that's my next, bobbins. my next uh, mm. my next cunning plan failing that getting a tr- failing that getting a truck and driving it across Europe I text Martin from Volvo I says you know your super duper fuel efficient um, FH turbo compound with IC he said yeah what sort of fuel economy would it do with no trailer on it <laughs> Is that... you get 20 out of him probably would Probably would. Uh, so that'd be a good test, yeah. My old pig will do 16 or 17 when she's solo, so I yeah, think so, Volvo would be quite yeah, so impressive. Well, it would be more than my pickup. Stephen Forster can get 20 miles of the gallon out that uh, Cummins-powered Morrison's tractor unit he's got driving at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. What's he got in that, a 385? No, it's a 345, I think. It's one of the turned... Uh, ah, I'm going to say, it's not It's not showered, yeah, is he it? Dri- he's driving it like really gently as well, so... Morrison spec. Morrison spec. Yeah, I don't know what mine does. Mine probably mm. does about ten when it's got nothing. <laughs> when it's got nothing on it. I need to go. I might go, out, fact, I might go out and see it this afternoon and go and start it and drive it around the yard again because I remember to take the batteries off at this time. <laughs> I wonder then about this MOT thing. I know I'm obsessing, but you know, um, I wonder when we get into last three month extension if they're going to extend it again are they going to say look forget it this year because i'm stressing i don't want to get into next month and find out i'm going to have to go and bloody hire something they can't, so I want to be they can't do that because you're going to have fleets imagine if you've brought an entire fleet of new trucks you've put 2019 plates on the road at the same time and they're all going to need yeah. mot's you know they're just yeah. going to have to say two-year mot's i think and just go you can never say never with this you know, with government no, though, can you? No. Because look at agriculture bill that they've kicked through yeah. Parliament. You know, quietly whilst this has been going on, welfare standards, quality, all that's gone out of window for price. You know, for cheap snap, basically. So you can never say they'll never do that because mm-hmm. because they will because the lunatics. They've just done that with agriculture bills. Mm-hmm. So get ready, everybody. Rancid chicken from America. Yeah, you've got to really check your packet and things for stuff like that, and look for that little red tractor and make sure it's like. You've got to watch your back with red tractors oh, yeah. as well, because there's been some real skullduggery pulled with that job, yeah. Um, Tesco's particularly naughty with all this labelling. You've got to watch yourself in Tesco's. There's a lot of naughty stuff goes on in there. It's there if you look, but if you're not looking, if you're just a glancer, think, oh, tractor, good to go, gone. And then you get home, packed in the EU for Tesco, blah, blah, blah. It'll be shipped in, processed and packed over here, but there's no guarantee it's from over here. There's all sorts available. Mm. You cut... Co-op is UK meat, and I think one or the other, Lidl or Aldi, surprisingly, are all UK farm meats. Yeah, There's nothing shipped in, apart from all weird sausage that these uh, European types seem to like. Mm. Spicy, evil sausages that look like small parts of donkeys. Or sometimes not so small parts of donkeys. Mm. <laughs> now then. And the other whinge I've got about taxing... Uh-huh is this one how come yeah you can't pay monthly like you can with a car or a bike yeah, that's... why do we have to pay 
all in one jolloping great lump. And if your cash flows poorly, like it might be at the minute, yeah. and you don't want to absolutely, hand over absolutely, a grand why and a half, why, why, why is six months for mine 150 quid more over the year yeah. than it is, is for 12 months? Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's it's... no more admin. It's online now. It's cobbled. Is, you know, the old... is it £783 for six months? That's what it was in mine when I taxed it. Well, mine's seven, 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 eight, maybe for twelve months on combined transport. But half of it is about four fifty-five, four fifty, something similar from memory. So it's it's over nine hundred quid a year mm-hmm. on combined versus seven seventy, because I want to do it in two halves. I mean, I don't. I, I like to get rid of it. So I don't. I don't like to have a huge lump of money to throw at anybody at Christmas. But the point is. I believe the phrase is, they're taking the piss. And I wonder why they're allowed to do that. Why are we being forced into this cobbler's when your uh, tiny baseball cap wearing empty head with a subwoofer strapped under his uh, corset passenger seat can pay 15 quid a month? Not really sure why that's... Exactly. We had a hell of a lot of bother with the tax on my phone um, Mm. at the time because when I loaned it out to Stephen... He desperately needed a truck, yeah. so my Foden was MOT'd, but it wasn't taxed, so I gave him it, and I gave him all the paperwork for it, and he went into the post office, and the woman's like, no, no, we, we don't know, we don't take this here, so he goes to another one, and it's like, no, no, that's not in your name, all that stuff, and if he'd just gone in with a green yeah. slip, it probably would have been all right, and it was like, well, can I tax it online? No, you can't do that, says it's here, you can't tax it online, so he went and did a run with it, he had, all, he had the money and all the paperwork in his hand, and he did a yeah. run with it down the road and back up, and a, a tax camera van pinged him. And then, like later that day, he went and got it. He got his uh, granddad to tax it. And the woman in the post office yeah. goes, "Oh, you don't have to even come in here to do it. Give me your phone." And taxed it online. Mm-hmm. After all that, I got a letter yeah. through from the DVLA. Uh, we are now fining you something like it was something like seven hundred pounds, plus uh, for this mm-hmm. truck being untaxed. And I sent them a long letter saying we tried everything we possibly could to tax this truck before it went and you have to understand that people have got businesses to run so he just had to yeah. go with it and they wrote us back another letter yeah. saying oh no that doesn't matter you've still not you've still just got to pay it you know rules are rules so I sent them back another letter saying rah, 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 and then I never heard anything back from it and or did they say, I think they did send me back another one saying no you absolutely have to do this or we'll take you to court and I was alright take it to court and I never heard anything back probably because they looked yeah. at the details and went yeah. No, that's it. I was like, it was yeah. your fault. We tried to give you the money yeah. and you wouldn't take it from us. Uh, yeah, they should. Have, you should absolutely be allowed to go and direct debit the um, the tax on your mm. truck, even even if it was quarterly rather than monthly. That would make a hell of a difference, yeah. you know. It's uh, to go and yeah, to go and cash help, to go and help there. people. Yeah, because mine was seven hundred and something pounds because I wanted to take it to Kelso Steam Rally, and I was right. I'll just go and um, pop into the post office and re redo the log books it's a private hgv nope you can't do that anymore what you've got to do is you've got to write a letter explaining what it is that you've got to go and do and then i get sent to a bureaucrat at the dvla who reads it and decides yeah, yeah okay this 16 year old truck's going to be used for private use and I'm like, oh. you can't just easily do that now so i've left it as a 44 ton truck on the basis that Aye. it might go into service i could go out and do a bit yeah. with it for somebody which you never know i might I did get offered Robert Robert Gasser, who was in the magazine again, mainly because I split his feature into two halves. He had four pages and then two pages. But he, he was driving for Edwards with a lovely ERF, so I think I mentioned it last week, and he texted me on Friday mm-hmm. afternoon and said, do you want some work next week? 
and I was like, hmm, scorching hot weather on a weekend and a, and a plastic card lorry. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> but I can't. But, but, but I can't, of course, because, yeah. like I said before, I've got to go and I might have to go and self bloody isolate for two weeks if I go to, if I go to Germany and then come back because of this yeah. weird regulation by the government. Quite gut, I'm quite gutted about things. Holidays, you know. Now I am going to go. I, I want to go and do some driving, you know, and that's intensely frustrating oh. that I don't know when I'll be able to do that. We'll just have this. I mean, I can go and drive wherever I want now, you know. Not that anybody was stopping anybody anyway. There was somebody. Um, I noticed somebody on Facebook had gone up to a place called St Mary's Loch, which is a really hidden gem. The Scottish borders. There's a whole people when they think about tourism and Scottish scenery, they're thinking of the Scottish Highlands, but. The borders and parts of South Lanarkshire are incredible, and people don't know people don't know about them. What was that chiming mm-hmm. noise? You just got a notification or that something. Was, was that you? That was yeah. I'm waxing, yeah, I'm waxing yeah. lyrical about the beauty of the Scottish countryside here. Um, he was annoyed because uh, he was up there, and then he said like three carloads of people have just arrived here as well, and I'm like, oh yeah, so they had the same idea you did, but it's not acceptable for them to do that. <laughs> How dare they come and go to the same place that you wanted to go mm. to? I almost got to Scotland this week for the first time in a month, but it was an interesting email Friday afternoon. It says, just so you know, whenever they start an email with just so you know, you know it's not going to be good, do you? Just so you know, there is a Scotland for Monday, mm-hmm. but you can't have it because it's coming in on Sunday. And you need to bring that high-value load back tonight and it has to be on boat tonight, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I'm like, Thanks for that. It's like saying, Kylie Minogue's at your house handcuffed but she's got diarrhea it's the same sort of thing thanks for mentioning i tell you what i've got and i've got a modium (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm an ex-dairy farmer i can stand it Uh, let's go Mm. let's cut cut, you know some scrambled egg cut of a modium down your neck you know cut the cocodamols kylie you'll be right you're raining no time Mm. you you, you know you said about how to emails i got this was very british problems Mm. on twitter and i like this it's how to make emails sound cross I really get this because I do so much emails. If you start them off with, as discussed, I thought we agreed. Regards, thanks. I was under the impression, FYI, as per my email, with respect, friendly Mm. reminder, polite note, I was disappointed to, whilst I appreciate, and I'm sure you're aware. I've had all of them. I've sent a few of them as well in my time. The best one, CCing my boss in get an email and somebody mm. cc's my boss into it at the same time and everything so i just cc yeah. constantly right the whole way through the email and every constant thing oh email etiquette the fact notwithstanding that you are a dick that's another one you could pop that in <laughs> i'm 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 prepared i'm prepared to enter into a dialogue with you going forward <laughs> Uh, oh, Shakespearean insults. Got a few emails about builders merchants. I emailed the builders merchants federation last week to say, please, will you issue guidance to your companies? Because mm. Travis Perkins did it. They issued guidance to their branches saying that drivers must be allowed to use toilets. But loads and loads of independents were getting through that the, the individual branch managers aren't allowing it. And so the BMF have ignored me. We'll see about that. Alright, um, so bit of pester in there. Aye, I'll just go and like go and uh, publicly shame them on their Twitter account if they just keep ignoring me. It's not. It doesn't take much to write a letter saying please do the right thing. No. But maybe they maybe they remember because I was on the Builders Merchants Federation training program in 1997 when I started my um, 
my training when my first job at Plum Centre and we were sitting doing all these stupid course things and the guy, I wasn't very interested in it and the, the trainer said, would you rather just go back out into the warehouse and do your work? And I just, I didn't realise it was like a rhetorical question. I went, uh, yeah, can I? <laughs> I'm like, can I go and do that? And he, then he, no. he, went, he went and stormed out in a huff. He was like, "That's the attitude of this young man is appalling and everything like that." And I'm like, "What? I'm like, I would rather go back out in the warehouse and sit with you." Uh, and maybe maybe, the, maybe I flagged up on a BMF blacklist. It was like it was him. Yeah, you'll be there. It was like one of those contractor blacklists they had in nineties. You remember for building? Oh sites. yeah, well I'm going to start the Federation of Builders Merchants. Yeah, you like that? Got any lorry what? stuff? We got any actual lorry stuff to talk about? Bar, bar paying lip service to what I'm going to do with my food and things. Is there anything? Well, I squeezed a bit in there for you. We've done uh, tax worries, MOT worries. Um, Possibly getting the food and. I've got an road. ongoing ECAS fault. If that's any interest to you. Well, I've got, I've got hundred credits of ECAS valve sitting on back seat and pick up at the minute from Wabco. I just mm-hmm. uh, haven't been asked to go and fit it yet. Laptop brigade got plugged in last week at work and had a had a fiddle around and it it, it pointed to that. I, mean, I asked the question on Fodden Society page and a few lads mm. that know what they're on with said, "Oh, that's the start of a APU fault." What's he using then, in that? Is that what? like Daft Davy software sort of stuff? Uh, Daft Davy was no, together. Texa. 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 Yeah. Like... And oddly, you can't get into mine. If you go in as a Foden, don't recognise it. Or if you go in as a DAF, CF, mm-hmm. 85, whatever, don't recognise it. So we've not been able to get in with that computer forever. So somebody else had to fiddle around with it and he got in. But the only way he could get in was to go in as a 65 of all things. And it went, oh, hello. That's, and it recognised oh, like DCU. A, like a DAF CF 65. Aye. It won't go in as an 85 oh, or a, a 105 DAF or a Foden or anything. an anomaly with the numbers and things, because I know that, well, yeah, the complication yeah. is with them is that, you know, a lot of the systems are PACAR and DAF stuff, and then, yeah. but also you need the CAT computer for mine as well, which I know a guy, yeah. I do know an excellent diagnostic guy for that sort of stuff if I need to go and do it, because um, he did all the work mm. for he did a lot for him. I'm still looking for one now. It comes into computer to sort this speed limiter out because well, 54 miles an hour is really, can, really can Paris not, slow. Can Paris not do it? Paris just aren't handy for here, either. They're in Wales or somewhere, aren't they? Oh, the the annoying thing is that party on the pitch would have been on next week, which is right over that way. So aye, aye. You could have gone. Yeah. Oh, it's, either, it's either that or you just, you know, you've not got any shows to go in or anything like that this week. So you might just have, you know, bobtail over there. And just I'm a Yorkshireman, can you imagine? An adventure, an ad- bobtailing anywhere. An, advent- it costs an money, adventure. It costs money. Well, was not. Who's the guy, John Dawson, that does all the ERFs? Could he not do it? He had the Cummins, co- oh, Cummins computer. Birmingham or somewhere, Dawson's, are they? Yeah, because I did. See, I did see him do some work on an ERF a few years ago, um, where he. I mean, he had full access to. It. He could switch the speed limit off altogether if the truck was going to Africa. Mm. Um, yeah. And that was a that was a Cummins laptop. Um, yeah, yeah, like a chunky, we need. chunky 1990s thing. You know, it's like one step up from a ZX Spectrum. Well, the, um, these lads with Cummins tackle, mm-hmm. they have to pay a license. Yeah, same with the Caterpillar re- stuff. It, it, ah, it has to be rejigged every year, I think, and a lot of them haven't rejigged them. So, mm-hmm. Sean from Fodden Society, ex-chairman, mm-hmm. he knows he, he knows a chap up in Buxton or somewhere, and you can have a word with him about it. But Peter, again, yeah. he needed to check his. Um, his system was still yeah. active. Peter Gammy. I just want it lifting two miles an hour. Oh, that's the ground. Peter Gammy's in the same boat, the chap with the red food and up in the north of Scotland. He's 54 mm. as well, but he's on a cat engine. So I said, well, Paris mm. can definitely do that. I'm not sure if the Cummins is locked down as hard. 
to look at look into look but into that. You think after fifteen years of being boxed in daily on one eighty by Keyside Scanners pulling fridges out of Grimsby in the mm-hmm. same bit, mm-hmm. I'd have got used to it, but it's still drives uh, 54, me. Fifty four still... is a very frustrating speed. <laughs> fifty six is all you know, it's fifty six you'll that that makes all, because you're passing all the fleet stuff then you know and then you'll still yeah she reads ninety k but yeah, you know, sat nav belies like the truth mine was yeah. like that you know unless you're going sat nav says fifty four so I know the sat the sat nav would be the one to go with I want it tweaking but that said back tyres as bald as our collective heads anyway so he wants some fresh rubber on back I'll pick it up a fair bit but I don't want to spend that I've got I've got a good three mil there I think we can. Uh, uh, squeeze a bit more out of those cameras, and I don't. I, I don't usually cut them. No, nah, I would squeeze them. What, what you're running on it, GTs. Yeah, two and a half years they've done brilliant, absolutely bloody brilliant tyres. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things. Tire man suggested we have a punt at those away from Hankooks because Hankooks uh, changed the compound. Stuart Oliver's involved with them because it, well, it's Oliver's that I've been driving for the last couple of times. Yeah, and I was disc- yeah. I was. They're involved with GT. Mm. Ask a first. Never time. heard of them, but apparently a few. A few fleets down yeah. this way use them. The race trucks use them. Transport. Right. You've, you've, and, uh, you've I think Greenwood's with livestock tackle, I think they use them as well. So I thought, right, we'll give it a go. They were 250 apiece fitted. I thought, we'll see how long these last. Mm-hmm. Well, they went on on the Thursday before Peterborough 2018, and they've run at 44 tonnes since, mm-hmm. and they're down to 3 mil. What does that tell you? They'll do. They'll do. Because the Hankooks that I've, I've had since, oof, since I was born... They've altered compound and they've altered tread pattern and they've gone up to 305 quid a piece for standard 295s on drive yeah. axle, which is frankly ridiculous. You should, go and, you should go and ask the question of them and say, you know, now, now that you've got a minor um, truck media personality, you know, so how about, about a discount here, you know? And mm. I've run these truck tyres and I've done great with these and all that. See, that's what you need to start thinking. It, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and would you like to put some sponsorship on this podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, I. Like I, I, because so far, my kickbacks amount to six cups of coffee for free at Ulsby Truck Stop now. Mm, nah, that's not that's not much for all this. That. Yeah, we do do need a little bit of sponsorship with it. And I don't even get my magazine on time through. Neither do I. I've not, got, I've not got it yet Can't come again. And I forgot to go and buy it out of Sainsbury's yesterday as well. I got a letter the other day saying your subscription's up for renewal in July or something similar. And I thought... I'm actually paying for this damn thing. All oh, right, I should probably put you on the mailing list, I suppose. But that'd again, be nice. Again, yeah. I suppose I probably should. I remember I'm going so much at, I'm as a biro out of you. I'll go, I'll go and write that down, and I'll go and write that down in one of these many notepads I have, and then remember what I wrote it in. Mm. Mm. I should finish my VAT return then. You go and finish your VAT return. I'm going to go mm. and start my folding and go and drive it around the dusty yard at. Um, mm-hmm. Rocks off gravel, just to, well, hopefully it will start. I've taken the battery terminal off it this time, um, Aye. so it should start up, and I'll go and like it and enjoy sitting in it and things. I hear somebody at my door now as well. Right, let's wrap this up. I shall catch up with you next week um, or with my things to do list. Enjoy the rest of your enjoy the week. Best of luck. Are you wanting me to write you something? Yeah. Oh, about about what? Well, yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll rattle you a couple of pages of yeah. in uh, Yorkshire drivel. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, go for it. Right, cool. Mm. Right. I'll catch you in a bit. It's been emotional. Goodbye. Oh, it's goodbye. Cheers. Toodaloo. Right.